0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur podcast. I'm super excited, as always, <laughs> but I have a, another interview for you guys today that I'm really excited to share, and this is, again, same with last week's episode, something I've never talked about on the podcast, and something that is really Garnering a lot of interest for people right now, especially entrepreneurs and this episode and this interview was actually quite Synchronistic for me because I'm really finding more and more in my business that even though things are expanding and my income is growing it seems to be not through launches (laughs) Not through the ways in which I used to pretty much exclusively make money in my business and I'll explain what I mean Um, I even a few months ago, I would say probably six months ago, I really started looking at the ways in which money comes into my business. And I realized that magical money in turn by that, I mean uh, money that just kind of shows up. You didn't even expect it. It just, somebody reaches out, wants to buy something, a random uh, sale off my website, those kinds of things. They were very few and far between. I mean, I think that I went months and months and months without just like a random purchase off my website. And it was so hard for me to get my belief behind that happening. And so when I would try to let go a little bit and not control launches and outcomes through launches of programs, I would just move into this space of fear around not having money come in because I was so, there was such a correlation for me between launching programs and making money. And if I wasn't launching programs or if I didn't, if I was launching something I didn't have full belief behind, I didn't expect there to be you know an an overflow of money at the end of the month I always expected to get by I always expected to be able to make my bills and pay what I needed to pay for and so I did but overflow would only come when I was like okay I'm launching LBA this month that always does like at least 20 grand in sales I'm gonna be good and then I would really control that that launch and it would go the way that I expected it to um, lately however I've noticed this difference in my business where I can't seem to <laughs> I can't seem to rely on results in launches. And with each launch that I've done in the last few months, I mean, it's not that they haven't been successful, it's that they haven't been predictable at all. Like there's been quite a few of them where I really had my belief behind it and still fell drastically short of where I thought the results should be but then would have a bunch of money come in some other way that was usually way way easier and so I've been feeling very called to really dive into this whole world of human design and that's what uh, today's episode is about. And uh, I I don't think I've ever said it on here but I'm a projector and I I don't know very much about human design to be honest and that did change after interviewing uh, today's guest which I'm super excited about. But As a projector, which was something I totally resisted at the beginning, I was like, no, they've got that wrong. I'm not a projector, I'm a generator. From what I've heard of generators, they're out there, they're doing things, they're making stuff happen, like that's me. But the further I get into my business, the more that I'm seeing this shift in how money comes to me and that the old sort of framework I had around doing these big launches with lots of free content and tons of marketing, it just feels less and less aligned for me. And not only that, but I can't rely on the results the way that I used to. And so that really, last week, I really started looking at, okay, I've got to start looking into being a projector because they're supposed to wait for the invitation. They're supposed to let it be easy. They're supposed to let it just flow which does resonate with me on so many levels it's just hard to get my trust behind believing that the money will still come even when I am not launching something however the more that I've leaned into it the more I've started experiencing that magical money showing up in bigger and bigger amounts people just randomly buying big packages off my website reaching out asking me about something that they'd like to pay me for even though it's not even on my website just lots of stuff like that happening lately and I gotta be honest I am here for it so I started really looking at, you know, if I if I'm a projector, what does that mean? How should I be running my business? How is it that I'm going to access my full potential if it's not meant to be through the hustle, which is always how it's been for me? And so I was really looking at that. I was talking to Tara about it after our launch finished last week and it felt like human design was coming up everywhere. I literally had a family member reach out and start asking me about human design and she was talking all about projectors and this thing that she'd heard here and this thing that she'd heard here and how it had resonated and she felt like she needed to tell me about it. Uh, And then the next day I opened up my calendar because I know that I've got an interview coming up and I don't um, actually put these interviews in my calendar, my content manager does she's been lately setting up a lot to do with the podcast which I love because it means I get to put more out there for you guys and talk to more and more people but yeah so I opened my calendar knowing I had an interview I, I looked at who it was with and of course it's with a human design expert her name is Tiana Gray and she is a human design reader a content manager of anti-racist activist Rachel Ricketts she's also a natural light photographer she does a little bit of all the things and she's so big on human design for entrepreneurs especially and that's what we Talked about today, and she gave tips for each human design. Uh, And I think that what is so important about today's episode is this topic of giving yourself permission giving yourself permission to build your business your way the aligned way and if you're trying to make it look the way someone else's model has looked you're probably coming up short or you're just finding it very exhausting you're not getting the results that you want and so it was just very synchronistic to me that i was like the universe wants me to pay attention to my human design right now and that's why you know, I'm having to open myself up, things are not manifesting the way that they used to and I'm feeling more and more called to just relax and allow and create content and do more of the things that I love in my business and trust that no matter what I will be taken care of, just by doing what feels aligned for me. And and so I think this is a really important topic. I think it is something that the more I get into it, the more it's gonna impact how I coach people and how I approach my business as well. And I think that especially as business owners and entrepreneurs, it is so important that we do whatever we can to give ourselves permission, to have that inner trust, to follow our intuition and to do what works for us and correlate our way with being the successful way, just for us, right? So. I loved this topic I think it was very synchronistic just the way that it lined up this episode with her this interview with Tiana and she's just such an eloquent speaker she's got so much experience and she's really a pro at allowing her human design to dictate or influence how her career goes how her business grows how she approaches making decisions in her business and how it gets to look exactly the way that she wants it to look and the money comes as a result so without further ado here is my interview with human design expert Tiana Gray. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for modern entrepreneurs and business owners who know deep down that there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality I desired, I went from nine to five teacher to six-figure online business owner in less than two years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Welcome Tiana. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm very good. How are you doing? Really, really good. I'm so excited to have you joining us today. And uh, I've told our audience a little bit about who you are and, uh, you know, all the good stuff that you're going to share with us today, but I would love to hear it from you. Um, Yeah, just a little bit about your background, who you are and what it is that you do as an
1: entrepreneur. For sure. Um, So first and foremost, I am a human design guide, and we're going to be talking all about human design today. So if you're not familiar with it yet, you are about to have your mind (laughs) Uh, I'm also a support sorceress to the most incredible racial justice activist, Rachel Ricketts, and I'm a multidisciplinary creative. So if you're familiar with human design already, and if you haven't guessed it yet, I am a manifesting generator. (laughs) Okay.
0: Amazing. Um, yeah. Could you tell us a little about like uh, your career journey and all the things that you have done? Cause you said you're multidisciplinary. So
1: yes. give us a little taste. Absolutely. It's kind of more of a question of like, what haven't I done? Because <laughs> I have absolutely dabbled in a lot of different things. Um, so I really started my entrepreneurship journey in my teens when I created and ran my own, um, jewelry and accessories business which spanned into my early 20s. And that really gave me so much hands-on experience when it came to running a business as I was just a one-woman show, you know, navigating selling wholesale to brick and mortar while also juggling the very new at the time online world of selling on Etsy, uh, which was really exciting. I love it. Yes. And then I kind of moved on from there. I always kind of had entrepreneurial pursuits in the background, I would say. It just depended on the the time. And that that line that I ran over the course of, yeah, seven to 10 years, it really evolved with me as I went. But at the same time, I was also working in retail shops. You know, I was working in surf shops, snowboard shops. I uh, trained and became a florist for a couple of years. I also managed a large-scale naturopathic doctor's office for five years. I've worked in fashion tech startups, um, developing apps, really, like, the list goes on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Because
0: one thing I often hear from people, and this was, I was definitely someone who had lots, I mean, I still have lots of, like, different components of my business and lots of things I enjoy doing. Um, But leading up to my business, I had just so many different, like, creative pursuits and different, like... I don't know, income streams and stuff like that. And one thing I often hear from people is like almost like they're they are they they feel like it's not a good thing or they feel like it's uh I don't know, I have a couple of clients lately who have been saying things like I just feel like I'm back and forth on so many different things all the time and I'm like I think that this is a strength though. Like if you're someone who just has a lot of different passions and pursuits, that means you're someone with a lot of different skills and a lot of like ability to think critically. So um, you've told us that you were a generator. How does that play in? And we'll go a little more detail into uh, just the different HD uh, human design types and stuff like that. But how does that play into uh, sort of your journey? And as you're saying, like, just having experience in pretty much everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. And I really do resonate with the that idea that being all over the place is not a bad thing, and that we not at all. Yeah, hard on ourselves when it comes yeah. to the idea of what that looks like. Um, yeah. And so, as a manifesting generator, I am a hybrid of the generator type and the manifester type. Um, and so, what that looks like in like reality and in practice is exactly kind of what I just explained, as far as like my career journey has been as well. It's really about following your energy and understanding that when the energy is no longer there for something, it's time to pivot and really trusting that pivot. So mm. uh, that's been so instrumental uh, in my life. And honestly, once human design came into my life and I had the actual verbiage for it, I was like, Oh, okay. It all makes so much sense. And it was really that like wave that washed over me of understanding myself and understanding that the way that I naturally move through the world is exactly how I meant to well I love that and it's
0: just so funny that we are recording this today because I like just yesterday was having a long conversation with a friend of mine who's super super into human design and I feel like some things in my business lately are just I don't know like really not going the way that I would have imagined them going and I feel like I'm kind of at this point where I'm supposed to you know look at what really what really draws me and so I'm a projector which I know very very little about um, but projectors are supposed to wait for the invitation and I'm finding recently that if I don't wait for the invitation things don't really work <laughs> um, and so I was literally just saying to a friend yesterday like I think I'm supposed to get more into this human design thing and work more with that and then my brother's girlfriend messaged me yesterday she's like I don't know why I just feel like I'm supposed to Talk to you right now about human design, and I was wondering if you were ever into, it, if you've gotten into, it, if you know what your type is. And we had a good long conversation. And then I look at my calendar, and I was like, of course, today I've got this because I just couldn't remember when we'd set up this um, mm-hmm. recording for. I look at my calendar, and my interview is with you. And I'm like, huh, that is just too perfect.
1: <laughs> I love it. the
0: Synchronicity is abound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I'm just so excited to get into this conversation today because it's like literally, yeah. <laughs> You know what, I was actually just thinking like earlier today, like I'd like to get more into human design, but I don't even know where to start. So like universe guide me and then, Perfect. yeah, and then here you are. Um, and that's just really how it works. So uh, before we kind of dive into that, how did you first learn about or get into human design? And what was that experience for you? Was it like something that really, really resonated or what? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I got introduced to human design over like, over a year and a half ago. And it was a friend of mine who is actually an astrologer. So she found out about human design and was like, Oh my gosh, I have to like tell you about yourself through the lens of human design. I was like, great, let's do it. So we're sitting on the phone and she's telling me all these things about myself. And it just like hits me like a ton of bricks, like, holy cow, like I can't believe how much this feels like me. It just felt like she was reading my soul in a way. And Mm -hmm. I went to bed that night and I could not sleep. I was up Googling till like 3am just trying to figure out as much as I could about my type and who I was and what human design was like, it was just an instant obsession. And it was really from that moment that I was like, this is something, this is something that I am being called to do, called to look into. And I really ran with it, to be honest, I really let in a sense, like the universe take over. And, and this, I feel like I was pulled out of the driver's seat of my life, in a sense, and put into the passenger seat in the best way possible. In that it was just so clear to me that this is what I need to do. And so I just blaze forward. Yeah, I love
0: that. Like, in other words, just kind of trusting. I mean, I think because sometimes we can, we do get to just, dis- you know, we obviously get to decide what it is that we want to do with our lives. But mm-hmm. with that, there also is like, you know, divine purpose, or those things that really, really, really resonate. And we need to pay attention to
1: those, especially as entrepreneurs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it just hit me over the head so clearly that it was (laughs) unavoidable for me to not pursue it. And there was a certain amount of ah, that came along with that especially as somebody who's so multidisciplinary, it was so nice to feel like, wow, I just so clearly see that I need to pursue this thing. And so I can focus my attention on it. I can stop thinking about all the things that I could or should be doing. And I'm just going to do this. So
0: how do you feel that human design has impacted you in your business and in your, um, you know, career moves and things like that in regards to sort of like, the thing that I hear from people all the time about human design is like, it really gave me permission to lean into what had always felt good in regards to how I approach my business. But because there's so much messaging out there around hustling and, you know, making it happen and all that kind of stuff. And then people get into human design and they're like, Oh, this resonates with me because that never, that way of doing business never really felt like what I wanted to do. So for you, what was the experience in terms of allowing it to kind of lead you or alter perhaps the way that you were approaching your career and your business?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, especially being a manifesting generator, like we can get a little bit more into this, but, um, each type has a certain specific theme or energy that they're here to express um, and be in a sense. And so manifesting generators and generators make up the majority of the world in a sense. Um, And and therefore a lot of the world is catered to us already. So that's really interesting when we think about the projectors, the manifestors and the reflectors who are conditioned by us, the generators, manifesting generators. Um, So in a sense, for me personally, there wasn't a lot necessarily to do to change, but more just so much acceptance in the multifacetedness of my being, you know, that I wanted to have multiple projects on the go at once, it was really hard for me to try and pick one thing. And when I understood that that was actually not part of my design, I wasn't meant to pick one thing. um, That was so freeing for me to just allow myself to pursue all the things that I wanted to pursue. Essentially, like, permission to be who you are (laughs) a hundred percent and with that too like coming back to the manifesting generator and like weaving that into the the fibers of my business just understanding how I'm meant to work in a sense you know it's really important for me to not commit too many things into the future because I change my mind and I come to the truth over time and so how can I allow myself you know to change my mind but also set up you know, these containers for success by managing expectations for myself and my clients, you know, making sure that I'm working within that structure to support me first and foremost as the business owner, you know, I think it's really important when we look at entrepreneurship, look at business, that we're factoring in businesses that work first and foremost for us, because we're the driving factor, you know, if they if our hearts not in it, if the systems aren't working for us, it's not going to translate to our clients. Right. So,
0: do you? So, you? How is it that you help people with human design? Like, what does that look like? And is it mostly business owners? Is it like what does that part of your business look like in terms of yeah, sort of being in this expert on human design?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really spans to all facets of being. To be honest, um, being an entrepreneur myself, I love working with other entrepreneurs, um, but. I don't know, it really, I I work with people, I work with families and understanding the energy fina- um, family dynamics. I work um, with small business owners and their teams to understand how they all work together, how they're different and how they can like utilize their strengths. And then also just with individuals to help, you know, better understand themselves to be more self certified, which then translates to them having stronger and better relationships with those around them when they can have compassion for the way that they are, but also see other people through a different lens as well.
0: That's so interesting. So it's really like a whole other type of self-awareness, which I think as business owners and entrepreneurs is like the name of the game. You need to be self-aware. That's how you navigate, right? Um, And I just love everything about the permission because I think, like the reason I feel called to get into it is because what I what really feels aligned with me is like just creating content, doing podcast episodes like this one, being creative in my business, and then trusting that the money is going to just come. And I have had that experience, but I always was like someone who took big action and has launched big programs over and over and over. And lately, it's just like really hard for me to get my energy behind that. And so mm-hmm. without the human design stuff, which I, I don't know much about, and I won't really want to change that, it's just so hard to trust You know, like I'm meant to just chill and do what I want and I'll be taken care of financially. Totally. Yeah.
1: And it's really that like... Human design just allows us to bring to light the parts of ourselves that are so natural to us, you know, whether we've been embracing them or not, because a lot of the time we haven't, we've been suppressing them due to the conditioning of the world. But really, it begs us to just trust that, like, when we align with our true nature, we really unlock our limitless potential. And that's available to every single one of us. You know, it just reminds us that all the things that make us us are not a coincidence, that we were designed that way. And really, with that, that each of us are designed for success.
0: There was a line you said that was so good, just that it was when we align with our true nature, it allows us to unlock our limited, unlimited potential. Oh, that was so good. (laughs) I loved it. So could you tell us there's five design types, right? And you can like really start from the ground up because I don't know very much at all (laughs) about it. Um, So could you tell us what the five different types are?
1: For sure. So first, we have the manifestors. So manifestors make up about 8% of the population, they are really here to create momentum, they're here to rally energy. And in doing so, they bring new truths into existence. These are really, um, these are the trailblazers, they're here to create and to initiate and can really be seen as the visionaries in a sense. And of course, everyone can be a visionary, but they do have this really beautiful way of bringing things through into the world. And then we have the generators, the generators make up, um, the manifesting generators and generators make up about 50% of the population split between the two. So The generators are here to find their magic lane by creating, by lifting others up, by sharing their gifts. And really when they do, they truly become magnetic. You know, there's a juiciness to their aura when they're doing something that they love that is just so infectious that others can't get enough of. So they're here to get stuff done and be of service to others, but here to learn that the way to do that is by doing things that light them up, um, not by self-sacrificing their own happiness to get there.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then the manifesting generators, again, are this hybrid of the manifester and the generator. So they're really here to be the most limitless creators and beings. Um, And as a hybrid, they have the biggest engine of all the types, making them kind of energizer bunnies in a sense, you know, usually like I had noted or had noted with multiple things on the go at once. So they are very quick moving um, and into a lot of different things generally. Okay. And then we have the projectors, which you are. Um, So projectors are here to be the guides and the seers. Um, Projectors are really here to change and transmute and make things more efficient, in a sense, that already exist. Um, The perspective and wisdom available to projectors is so next level and such a special part of what they're here to share. Like, I cannot say enough about the projectors in my life and the just perspectives that they give me the reframes that they give me, um, really to like know and to love a projector is just beyond. I really, really appreciate all the projectors in my life so much. (laughs) And why, why is that specifically? Um, they just their energy works in a different way. Like you had noted that, um, the, the, projectors are meant to wait for the invitation. And so when they are invited to share, they have so much wisdom because they have this more detached view to be able to kind of see and assess what's happening around them and then offer their wisdom when they're asked. And that is for the rest of us, particularly generators, manifesting generators Um, We are so caught into our lane and what's going on. And so it can be such a beautiful experience to have a projector in your life or in your business that can really help you zoom out and see what is at play in the bigger picture and how things can be tweaked to like better align with what you're trying to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the reflectors. So reflectors are here to be mirrors for us. Reflectors are really the true unicorns of the bunch as they make up only 1% of the population. Okay. They are very cool. They really reflect the state of their environment and are very unique and special beings in that way. They really are kind of the true chameleons amongst all of us. So they're really meant to really flow with who they are at any given time based on who and what they're around.
0: Okay, so that's the five. That's the five. over there. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, and I I would love it if you have one, well, you've kind of just given us a couple of tips, but mm-hmm. in terms of business owners and entrepreneurs, is there like a, a particular tip or a like something or a way of being perhaps that each type should kind of lean into or favor or,
1: honor within their business um yeah i mean what's interesting about human design is it really is pulling back the onion layers so first and foremost we're always looking at type um it's the first thing to align ourselves with when we're discovering human design um but from there there's so many more layers to peel back and so you know a projector is not always going to show up the same you know different projectors are going to show up differently based on other stuff in their charts so I can give you generalized stuff, but just know that really diving into your specifics is going to be so helpful in understanding how you uniquely work. But for some high-level stuff, for manifestors um, in the entrepreneurial world, you are here to lead. And the best way to do that is really to honor your creative urges without question. Uh, You're not really meant to take advice from others so much as you're meant to be the energetic leader yourself. So you go first and then the people who are down with your cause are going to follow. It doesn't work the other way around. So make sure that you see yourself as the leader that you are, you know, you're not here to ask for permission. You are here to do what lights you up, what your heart wants to do. Okay. And then generators, what basically whatever you're doing, it's just so imperative that your heart is in it, that you're doing something you're totally lit up by. You're really here to be of service to others, to lift them up. But how you do that is not by doing what you think that other people want and ignoring your own happiness. No, definitely not. It's really for you about dancing with life, you know, responding to what life brings you and pursuing the things that give you that hell yes, like, I don't know why I want to do this, but I just do that totally lit up feeling. And it's really from that place that you're actually of service to others and how you'll find personal success. Mm hmm. Yep. And then for the manifesting generators, the most important thing for you is just to honor when the energy is there for something and when it's not. That's your cue to pivot and really trusting the pivot, you know, your energy doesn't lie. And it's not worth your health and your happiness continuing to do something, you know, that no longer lights you up, because really, this is in your nature, you know, making sure you're checking in with yourself, and your business often is going to be super helpful. So you know, for me personally, at least quarterly, I'm going in and thinking, you know, um, is this going to be supportive for me to plan in this way? Basically, again, try not to do too many commitments too far in advance, because you really need to see how you feel over time and be able to pivot when necessary. So do your best to bake that into how you plan how you operate and run your business so that you can um, work within that freedom. Okay, And then for projectors, um, know that all of the success languaging out there of like, if you want it, you have to go out there and you have to get it and life won't come to you and you have to push and you have to be (laughs) aggressive. That is all so wrong for you. Okay, (laughs) You're just just built completely differently. And so for you acknowledging first and foremost, that there's a better way for you is going to be everything. So I would say first and foremost, just get off the hustle and the comparison train. It is so (laughs) not helpful for you, um, for anyone, of course. But the biggest thing that you can do to attract more opportunities, clients, whatever it is, is to just work on recognizing yourself first. You have to really truly believe as a projector in yourself and exude that as you are really a genius of your craft, you know, and then make yourself visible for those invitations to come in. So social media is actually a really great tool for projectors in this way, because you get to show up, you get to share what you're doing. And then people are able to engage with you, they're able to ask for your services. So uh, There's a lot of demonizing of social media sometimes, but I do believe that for projectors, it is a really beautiful way for you to share what you're doing.
0: I love what you're saying about letting go of the hustle mentality. I mean, I think, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners, That's just so much of what you see out there and so much of what people compare themselves to in regards to how they're showing up and they're like, well, I took a whole day off and now, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be successful or whatever. Just so much of making ourselves wrong. Sorry, I know that you're not finished. Well, There's one more, right? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I just have so many exciting no, questions. No, I, I love it.
1: We could riff on it forever. Yeah. Um, okay. Reflectors, lastly. Uh, in entrepreneurship, really honoring that, like how you feel in any given environment, is one of the most important guiding factors for you. You know, you should really feel good wherever you are. And when you don't, you really need to make that necessary change to correct that. So it's so much about tuning into, yourself how are you feeling in this moment and really like the projectors know that you're built differently and that all of that success messaging isn't going to be helpful for you either so you know extend yourself grace when you need to rest and lay off the pressure of having to figure out who you are or holding too tightly to any specific identity Um, as a reflector like your gift is in your fluidity you know the more you can own that the more the rest of the world will be okay with it too Okay. I love it.
0: Actually, I wanted
1: to ask, um, what,
0: like, this should have been an earlier question, but what exactly is human designer? How is it that, you know, is it that like our, and this is getting pretty like woo woo, but <laughs> is it that like our souls decide a, like, how is it that we have a unique human design? Where does it come from?
1: Yeah, so human design is really this amazing system that pulls from a lot of different systems. So it pulls from the ancient wisdom of astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, the chakra system, and then it also pulls in and melds modern science. So quantum physics and DNA, which is so fascinating. Yeah. And that's what I love about is it's multifaceted nature as well. Um, but yeah, the idea is really that, you know, our soul made a contract with the universe when we came here about who we were going to be, um, energetically. So human design just provides the blueprint. And then through our lived experience is how we color and how that actually shows up for us. So for example, you know, A set of twins could have very similar designs There could be a couple nuances that may be different, um, but they might have a completely different lived experience of how that plays out in their life based on the people that they are. And so that's what I was kind of speaking to with the generalizations to is kind of hard because it is going to be really dependent on the person.
0: Okay, so that, that's what's interesting to me because when I first heard about human design, it was earlier this year, and I was so sure, like with the very little information that I had, that I was a generator because I'm very creative. And up until that point in my business, I'd always, uh, and and I mean, even now, <laughs> I'd always gone out there and made things happen and like not waited for the invitation and taken action. And that has mostly served me really until recently when like I'm still my business is doing better than ever. But if I look at where the money is coming from, it's mostly through things that didn't have anything to do with what I was doing, or, you know, what I was what I was marketing or anything like that, like people just showing up in my inbox with opportunities or asking for big packages and things like that, that I don't even have available. Um, And so it's this interesting thing where it did work for me for quite a long time to sort of believe in that, like hustle and, um, you know, make it happen and create it and put it out into the world. And now I'm just finding like, that way of doing things is unpredictable in a way that it didn't used to be. And I mean, I think it's some sort of like redirection. So I don't know if that's, you know, something that you see often, or perhaps just maybe something that's more unique to me in my chart, if I were to get more in detail about my design specifically.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fairly common I would say and in general the whole idea of human design is to just enter more of a flow state where we are getting out of our own way and co-creating with the universe in a sense and so with that there's a thousand ways to come, you know, to a conclusion, to come through a project. And so it's not to say that those other ways of being aren't going to provide you success or get you there. It's just what is the journey going to be like? And how much more can we, you know, have our energy to put towards other things when we can really focus it in a way that we're designed to? Um, So I think that's really the beauty of it is that you can really – You can do it however you want to do it. You can script it however you want to script it. But human design is not something that's asking you to even believe in it. It's really just asking you to experiment. And we call it the human design experiment because you're meant to take the information that you learn, the tools that you learn through human design and try them out in the world and then see what shifts, what changes, you know, and you can always go back to your old way of being. You can always go back to the hustle. But it's when those little shifts start to happen and you start to see a difference in your quality of life and your internal landscape, especially that you're like, huh, OK, maybe I could try doing this differently. <laughs> I love what you're saying about the
0: flow state, because it's basically like there's way more leverage in energy work than in, you know, physical action, basically. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like leveraging The help of the universe through knowing your design and actually with that I want to ask because I think that the hardest thing at least for me and I know some of my friends that are getting more into it as well is in order to be more in flow and trusting or in order to be more in flow and and you know just working with your design there needs to be quite a bit of trust there like I was just talking to a friend yesterday who is also a projector and she's saying like, I know that I need to really let go and embrace this and she does feel called towards it, but that, that like ego side of her (laughs) fear-based brain comes in and it's like, no, but I need to control and I need to be putting things out there or else I'm not going to be making any money. And I definitely have that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So is, do you have any tips for people to sort of bridge more into this flow state and embrace trust given that our ego brain is like, but what if you don't make any money? And like, what if it doesn't, what if the universe doesn't show up for
1: you? And what if this doesn't actually work? Mm -hmm. Totally. And honestly, you know, trust is earned, right? So for me, it's really understanding and taking the pressure off ourselves to go from zero to a hundred, you know, like we all want to go from exactly where we are now to highest self on demand. (laughs) (laughs) And the reality is, is like, that actually wouldn't be fun. We're here having a human experience and we're meant to go through the flows of life in that sort of regard. And so it is really just about anchoring our trust in just the small things. Like how can we just do one, how can we align with our energy in one small way today? You know, how can we, um, maybe even not putting it the pressure on the business sense in the beginning, you know, how can I right. lay back a little bit in my relationships and see what comes? How can I apply this to other not as scary elements, you know, and it's really from there, when you see those little shifts happen, that the trust builds and that trust muscle starts to increase. And then the more that you're like, okay, universe, and then the universe is like, great, here you go. And if, like, You know, shoveling more things your way. And it's really, that's how it's meant to be. The universe is meant to do, you know, 90% of the heavy lifting. And we have to get out of our own way in order to allow it to do that. And that only gets trust. Gotcha.
0: Okay. I love that. Building trust over time. And and this is a lot of what I talk to people about when it comes to like money mindset is just practice, you know, being a little more in flow than you were yesterday or last month or whatever, where it's like, you know, you tip a little bit more than maybe you usually would have, or you allow yourself to make that $50 investment in your business, and then watch as it comes in, you know, and that's going to be a muscle that you grow where you know that you can invest in big things in your business in coaching packages and in Mm -hmm. stuff like that, knowing that like your inflow, there's always more, but it's definitely not something that you're you go from zero to 100 with.
1: 100% (laughs) 100% <laughs> right
0: so I love that love that um and I love what you say what you're saying about um trying it out in other areas of your life of like what would it be like if in my friendships I just allowed and saw what showed what showed up yeah mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna try that <laughs> now I need to like go and um I mean I don't know if you
1: have resources that you recommend for people or do you do readings yourself yeah, that's my main okay. business in human okay, design, cool. is doing one-to-one readings with people. But like I said, it also always expands into family, business teams, you know, because the whole thing is once you understand how you uniquely are designed, you're like, oh, who is everyone around me? Like, how do I interact <laughs> with them? How do I support them? And that's the beauty of it, especially, is really understanding that our uniqueness is a gift. And how can we give ourselves more grace to lean into that? And then in turn, turn that compassion out to the other people in our life and say, hey, you know, like you do things differently than me, but that's how you're meant to do things. And so I don't need to make you wrong for it in the way that you don't need to make me wrong for the way that I do things. We just have to have an understanding that you're you and I'm me.
0: I love that. Um, so I'll link in the, in the show notes, your, uh, link <laughs> Sorry. link to your your human design just in case people are interested in uh, booking something with tiana uh and on top of reading human design as you said you're a freelance photographer and you work with anti-racist activist rachel ricketts and i actually came across rachel probably around june like i'm i'm i follow her on instagram i'm familiar mm-hmm. with some of her work um how do you well, actually, I'd love to know first, what is it that you do for her specifically? Or, or I don't know if you have any other clients or anything like that. But um, yeah, what does that look like helping her with her business and her work?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny, because being the multifaceted person that I am, I've actually gone from having about five jobs about a year and a half ago to just really two now and that feels so expansive for me um and so i've been working with rachel for over like two and a half years now and i love love working with her i also love the title that she gave me it's my favorite working title ever sorceress of support when you said that I was like, "What? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean?" I always get people emailing or replying to my emails being like, "Wow, that's the best ever." <laughs> I agree and I feel so lucky to be bestowed with it. It's so beautiful. Um, but what I do is really um another testament to the all the different skills that I have because, um, I started off photographing, um, some retreats that she used to do in person, obviously pre COVID times. Um, I am a part-time graphic designer for her. I'm her inbox bodyguard, literally anything and everything. Um, tech wise, I tend to take care of and yeah, just support, um, herself and the other woman um, in our team are both projectors. And so I do a lot of uh, a lot of the grunt work, I guess, in a sense that, um, that is just better, a better use of my time than theirs.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's resonating so much because, um, there's been so many things I've recently been sort of outsourcing a lot more in my business and I made myself wrong for so long for not like there's just certain things in my business that don't interest me at all. Yes. <laughs> like, but that need to get done. And I was like, you have the time, you should be doing this. Like, why are you procrastinating? So I just like love this, this topic of permission. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. It actually makes sense that you wouldn't want to be showing up that way or doing those things in your business, outsourcing in that regard. Like, um, Like this just interests me so much because I think that especially as entrepreneurs, we have to be constantly like, you have to be, practicing a way of thinking about yourself that is very much based in self-love and self-acceptance
1: and uh, just permission. A hundred percent. And that's like in human design by aligning with the person that you came here to be, that's how we unlock that flow. And it's all there within us. And it's just through the tools that human design offers us that we can really step into that knowing, you know, that is the permission slip, in a sense, you know, it's been there all along. It's just that human design gives us eyes on it and really brings it into our awareness and therefore deepens our trust within ourselves. I think it's probably very interesting to
0: draw comparisons between like two different ways of doing business. And one is very much in like the masculine energy of like, this is how we market and you need to show up this way. And this is how you speak to your, uh, speak to your audience. And these are what your offers should look like. And here are your Facebook ads versus human design (laughs) is more like, well, if you're this, if you're a projector, if you're a generator, this is how you show. And one, I mean, one resonates with me so, so much more, but it's interesting how, you know, they're so completely different. And yet, I think it's really hard not to be influenced by like, the masculine way of building business. Um, I don't know what you have to say about that in regards to like two different sets of, I don't like to call them rules, but but guidelines in terms of how business should be built. And one is completely based in like, kind of a world of lack and limitation or, you know, And one is way more about like flow and energy and trust and loving
1: yourself and embracing who you really are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, we are kind of in a hangover time right now of hetero patriarchal capitalist society, right? This is what is. The status quo, and we're really being asked to shake that up. And um, the way I see that come through in human design, like we could look at, you know, the generator, the manifestor way of being as more masculine. And I'm hearing from you too that you you really look to balance between the two. There's obviously yeah um, positives to both, and I think it's really human design gives us the lens to be able to understand that neither is bad and that multiple truths can exist. You know, that's really the beauty of it. I love that. Um, so when it comes to personal branding, like on the topic of mm-hmm.
0: uh, sort of the old way of doing things, I love <laughs> yes. that you talk about the hangover because we are in this this period of huge transition, yes. right? Um, but we live in a, in a time that's sort of obsessed with like your niche. So how do you navigate, uh, you know, The temptation of sort of people feeling like they need to fit themselves in a box versus allowing yourself permission to just create your own niche or create whatever it is that you feel called to doing. really kind of like throwing that whole rule book out the window. Totally. I
1: mean, (laughs) I am always grappling with this. Yes, there is so much conditioning. And again, so much comparison of seeing what other people are doing. And I mean, the human design space, um, as a creator myself is no different, you know, it's very niched. And there's a lot of ways that people have traditionally shown up. And now I'm looking at it being like, "Huh, well, you know, what feels good for me in that sense? And then what actually doesn't? And how do I want to envision a new future? And how do I want to transmute human design in my unique way? So really what kind of grounds me and keeps me coming back is really just coming back to my, you know, in my inner authority and reminding right. myself that I'm the only one who knows the best path forward for me and trusting just my innate wisdom and letting that be the guide, you know, and again, that's yes. the muscle that we have to work with. Um, But just start, you know, just start with that experiment and let it guide you see what shows up in your life, see what comes next and really just give yourself again permission to do things the way that you want to do things because our energy speaks for us before we even walk into a room or a virtual room, right? Um, and <laughs> yeah. so it's so important that we are so aligned with our true self or and true self in the sense of our heart, what we're interested in, what we want to be doing because people feel that from us. So if it doesn't feel right for you to do that marketing tip, do your business the way that you see other people doing it, don't do it. It's not going to translate well. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just understanding that when you dig into what feels good to you is how you will also be best received.
0: And this is so much of what this podcast is about is is, you know, a lot it's the aligned entrepreneur. Like I talk to all my clients about marketing strategy and and the thing like how to build their audience and things like that but Mm -hmm. i always come in with like this is going to work for you if you feel like it's going Mm -hmm. to work for you if it feels like something that is exciting to you like if it if i'm telling you to do something and it doesn't feel good like please honor that because you're we're going to waste your time (laughs) taking that action it's not going like you said it's not going to translate so the aligned entrepreneur is like it's not you know, we're taking action, we're putting ourselves out there, we're showing up and letting the world know about what it is that we have to offer, but we're doing it in a way that honors, I love what you said, um, that inner authority, is that how you phrased yeah. it? Yeah, you're honoring your intuition, really.
1: Yes, and that's when we talk about peeling the onion back in human design too, that's one of the um, like kind of next step aside from type that we really start to look at is that you know, we all resonate with this idea of this gut feeling or this intuition, um, but it actually is very specific to each of us, how it comes through in our body awareness. And so really bringing awareness to what our unique decision-making authority is, is so important when we, again, think about unlocking flow and taking the pressure off, because when we know what voice we're meant to be listening to, it just becomes so much easier.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um yeah, actually, because I, 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 it's clicking for me now. People talk about, well, I'm this type, but this is my my authority, mm-hmm. and I. But I never actually understood what that was. So that's sort of like the, like so you're you're you have your human design, and then your authority type.
1: Is that correct? Yeah, and so there's different ways. There's yeah, there's different ways it can show up. You can kind of think of like you know, all these different, um, kind of based on the chakra system, all these different energy centers within our body here that like really are meant to guide us. And so some people have um, what we would think of as like, quick intuition in the sense of that fight or flight, just like in the moment, they know whether something's right for them or not. Um, Whereas other people are meant to speak um, their, their thoughts, their decisions out loud and see what what comes up as they hear themselves talk. Whereas other people have emotional authority, which is myself included, where we really need to take our time to come to decisions and see how we feel over time.
0: (laughs) That's so interesting because I've always had very strong, like... I just make a decision and it's always the right one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's always just been like, well, intuitively, I just knew that it was meant to be this. Yes. Um, and I'm obviously aware of the fact that that's not everybody has that experience, but I never really considered it from like a human design perspective yeah. in regards to like people have different ways of making decisions or different ways of listening to their intuition. So that for mm-hmm. me, like as a business coach, I think would be is a really interesting thing to, I just never even was never even aware of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's huge, because when we can give language to the specificity of that voice, it just becomes so much easier to tap into that. And you know, with the exception of like one style of authority, for the most part, nobody has authority of the mind. And we all love to use the mind to make decisions and to make those pros and cons lists and reverse engineer our decision and think about how it's going to affect, you know, A, B, and C. But at the end of the day, the energy of something is here to guide us and that same um, idea that I was talking about earlier, where your energy speaks for you. Same with your decisions, you know, like we do get these, um, these hits of intuition that are here to guide us. And if we know how that comes through, we can practice getting quiet enough to hear it and honoring that for ourselves, which just allows us to, again, step into more flow because we're not, you know, making a decision that actually doesn't feel good for us. And then we have to, you know, negate on it. And
0: kind of building that muscle over time, right? Like, like you said, getting quiet to hear
1: it. And I think that is something that we develop. Yes, 100%. Especially for some of the authorities in particular, there definitely right. is an element um, to getting quiet to to listen because they only speak once. <laughs> okay, gotcha.
0: Um, so, I mean, you said earlier that you don't look too far into the future in terms of what, like, you just want to follow the energy, follow the excitement. But do you have, like, when it comes to manifesting, what does that look like for you? Are you do you have goals for 2021? Do you just completely trust the flow? Is there things that you do to align with, you know,
1: your next level of success? Or yeah, what does that look like for you? Um, interesting, you brought up manifesting in particular, there's actually a part of your human design chart that can tell us whether you're meant to be what we call either a specific manifester or a non specific manifestor. So okay. the way that we call in our manifestations um, are different between us. So some people are meant to be super specific about what they call in, you know, if they're looking for a new vehicle, they're going to be like, I want a red convertible Mercedes, and they're going to hold that vision. And that's how they in their manifestation whereas non-specific manifestors are really meant to really align with the feeling that they want out of the manifestation so they'd be like i want to you know have a breeze in my hair and like i want to be able to go fast and have that exhilarating feeling but not be so attached to the actual physical outcome and letting the universe surprise them
0: Okay, so yeah, so what does that look like for you? Yeah, so
1: I'm a non-specific manifestor. So I am really meant to, again, align with more of the feeling of things and to let the universe surprise me is really what that looks like. So within my business, though, I still need to obviously be projecting into the future, thinking about what I'm working towards. And honestly, working with a leadership and business coach earlier this year totally changed the game for me that was so helpful for me to really understand how to set myself up for success better, um, in ways that I wasn't doing before. So with that manifesting generator side and, you know, managing my Rachel Ricketts work, managing my human design work, managing my freelance photography stuff on the side, really being intentional with my time and my schedule is so important. So I'm still creating flexibility within my schedule, But I also am creating, you know, specific days where I'm working on certain projects so that I can really help hone and focus my time and then doing, you know, monthly and quarterly reviews to check in on how I'm feeling. Like, how is this going? Am I aligned with my goal or do I need to reassess and give myself more time? And I find that the more that I lean into that practice and do that, the less stressful it becomes of having to feel like I have to have it all figured out, because I am really meant to piece it together as I go. But it still is super helpful to have set goals in place and things that I'm working towards. It's just having a little bit more freedom in the, you know, week over week.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's because I teach so much manifestation. And now I feel like I really want to go in and understand, especially manifestation types better. Because um it it affects like I, I prescribe people with, you know, very specific like visualization practices and stuff, and and often people say, "I just can't get there. Like I like this just isn't working for me." Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing this whole other side of it, where like for some people, trying to get really specific with their visualizations isn't how they're meant to manifest. Yes, totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We could have a whole nother okay. conversation about all that. <laughs> I know. Maybe we will, because <laughs> that's a lot of what we talk about here. And yeah. I mean, within my programs, I help people like make it unique to them so that it does it does work but I don't know I'm just seeing this whole I need to go and uh, do some reading (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely so um
1: where can people connect with you and find your work yeah I am half on Instagram I would say at Tiana Gray so T-I-A-N-N-A-G-R-E-Y which I'm sure you'll link in the notes as well Mm -hmm. and um, my website is also my name and that's the base of where I do my readings. I also do readings through uh, myhumandesign.com, which is a site put together by uh, human design leader, Jenna Zoe, if anyone's familiar with her. Um, That's who I did my trainings through. And it's a really beautiful network of readers as well. But yes, you can find me through Instagram and my personal website is probably the best way. Okay, amazing.
0: Well, thank you so much, Tiana. I've got so many things to um go and look into now <laughs> because this has really just been, I don't know, just something that I've never, like it's it's becoming more and more everywhere I look, people are talking about human design. And just hearing you talk today, I'm like so much of what you said about projectors really resonates with me in terms of like, yeah, just, giving me myself permission. And I'm sure a lot of the people who are listening as well to do what actually feels aligned for me, even if that's like taking two whole days where I don't really work on my business, which the marketing world, <laughs> the old way of doing things would tell you was totally crazy and that you need to show up consistently and all that kind of stuff. So I really love this, just what this conversation brings to the world of business, you know, in the world of entrepreneurship,
1: it's I think it's so, so necessary. Agreed. It's a very exciting time. And yeah, I'm happy to be here in conversation with you about it, because I do really feel like it's about to change how we see ourselves and how we do business. Yeah. And then what
0: we're capable of creating as a result. A hundred percent. And that is the real like ticket there. Amazing. Yes, yes absolutely so um yeah uh, I will like I said link your everything down in the show notes I think you guys should all go and book calls with <laughs> book sessions <laughs> with Tiana i I think that there's a good chance that I'm going to because I really want to dive into this more and I'm just feeling so called towards it so it was really really awesome to have you on today and I just appreciate it so much thanks so much Lauren and thanks to your beautiful community bye, bye.